Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. I am William Orshani, and I am your game master for this 5th edition sci-fi campaign of my devising. Uh, joining me today, we have Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing uh, Kendall Fairchild, who is a uh, Eladrin warlock. Um, and I should get in Roll20 and D&D Beyond. Uh, and also joining us, we have Sen. I'm Sen, and I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer slash uh, gadgeteer. Master maker, master maker, master, master maker, maker. Make me your master. <laughs> uh, and Jack. Define. Right. right. <laughs> Jack the Elder. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Till Wayland, an avian way of the Iron Path monk. And Ellen DeGeneres was an inside job. And Jack the Second. Uh, hi, I'm Jack the Second. And I will be playing uh, Surprise, um, an ethereal sorcerer. Oh, that's going to catch me every time for a while. Uh, and Craig? Hi. Uh, I'm playing bees, a swarm of nocturne and torch bees that collectively make up a swarm keeper ranger. Why was that a question? What do you mean? <laughs> when you said bees, sounded like it was a question. Well, there's I mean, punctuation that, in there. There's That's the proper way people... to say bees. Yeah, bees. sometimes people go bees, and sometimes people go bees. I was going to say, haven't you ever played Cards Against Humanity? That's how it's pronounced. As, as we found out last session, bees does prefer an exclamation point. Preferred punctuation. Uh. My, our name is bees, and my punctuation is... That was a visual joke for our podcast listeners. I apologize. My punctuation was and... bang bound. And Holly. It's fine. I'm not important. Hi, I'm Beg Holly. Beg to differ. <laughs> I'm playing Mistel and Invarn Rogue. Yes, for for those that are for those that are unaware, the uh, technical specification, the technical technical name for an exclamation mark is a bang. I definitely heard you say testicle in there. <laughs> That's okay, good. It. See, Holly, Holly and I are Holly and y'all are not up. alone. <clears throat> the testicle specification for an exclamation mark is a bang. Testicle specification. 
Anyway, <laughs> testicle as, specification is my Sex Pistols cover band. <laughs> as always, Black Lives Matter, trans rights, and human rights, eat the rich, and this stream is powered by Sirenscape. Is it? It is, in fact. Oh, well, that I should get into it, I guess. Right. You're missing some smooth jazz. Yoink. You like jazz? You like smooth jazz? This is not as exciting as uh, as the the '80s slasher music we had yesterday. Yeah. The 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 intermittent gunfire though, I'm here for that. <laughs> also, again, Sirenscape, why do you keep resetting my volume level to a hundred percent? I hate <laughs> you. so that you can get, so that you can get refreshed by the music every single time. So I wasn't here last week. What's happening? Everyone's dead. Okay. Great job leading. Rocks fell. Uh, you are currently standing in a very small room with a very large archfey. So, when last we left our heroes, uh, they had, uh, after some conversation with um, Kendall's father, uh, departed to head into the city, also pick up their missing uh, craftsman who had been on the ship the entire time. Um, but on uh, on Xander's way out, he ran into an ethereal uh, rather unique individual by the name of Surprise uh, who happened to stick around long enough to meet the rest of the group uh, at which point the entire group of them uh, adjourned to the Adventurers Guild uh, to uh, inquire about potential information and also see about new jobs down the line uh, after a bit of conversation and And uh, and uh, hassling of uh, Xander, uh, the group decided on a mission to a to investigate a fleet of ghost ships that had recently uh, arrived at Absalom Station. Uh, before that, however, before they could depart to go on that journey, the group split into two different groups. One heading to the uh, local university, the Evergreen Conservatory, uh, in order to potentially make use of their uh, information and knowledge and see if they could find any details that might help them or give them more insight into Dystagmus Zatrin and the threat that he and the forces of Sarheim may pose uh while Kendall and Till and Xander, who got grabbed at the last second, uh, uh -huh. head to head back to uh Kendall's tome to speak with uh her father. Wait, why are we talking with him? Because you need money, rich girl. 
I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that happening either. I thought we I were all going to the conservatory. That did not happen. No, I remember it. You absolutely, you absolutely said we're going back to go talk to Daddy because I spent all of my gold buying diamonds. You left, and then we made a joke about you uh, leaving Xander behind after the whole kerfuffle, and then you and then you ran back to grab Xander. I remember that, but I don't remember, and that was a hundred percent not in weird. I remember that part, but I don't remember the first part, and that's strange. And, yeah, no, I only remember us, plan- us all planning to go to the conservatory. I don't remember at all going back home to talk to your dad. There's a reason you split up in two different there. directions, yeah. She said she was going to meet you at the conservatory after talking to her father first. That is... I'm so confused, but okay, I'll, I'll go with it. I, I don't disbelieve... I, I, I believe you. It's just weird that, like, I... I mean, we could always skip it. Me. Yes. My memory is Swiss fucking cheese. But it's weird that multiple people. I was on narcotics last week, so I don't remember most of what happened. And I also did, have Swiss cheese memory. Which, which group did Mistel go with? Everybody uh, else went with the conservatory. Okay. Yeah. Kendall only wanted Xander. And and obviously had to take Till because Till's not going. Till's not letting her go anywhere on her own. Didn't have like... I was going home. I, I don't. I feel like Mistel would have gone with them, though. But again, I, I, I was on drugs. Fair. I, I don't remember any of this. Again, we can also just skip that part if no one involved in it remembers it happened. I mean, in in complete fairness, I do need money because I did, I did try to buy forgiveness. Yeah, because you because you haven't been taking any of the money from the adventuring because no. you have not been part of the adventuring team. Correct. And then spent that all of the lots right. of money that you had uh, to buy diamonds. <laughs> yep. No, I'm down with it. So we begin there as. Uh, as the the vehicle strictly speaking um right yes because you were taking the vehicle because the 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 conservatory is in town and not hard to reach yeah so as the as the hover truck pulls back into uh the grounds of the uh fairchild manor uh the group of you the three of you uh which is to say Kendall uh till and xander uh have arrived i mean if mistle would have come with i really feel like she would have come with then mistle is also there i'm cool. sorry again last week i think i was falling Dude, asleep he... at the end of game that's legit so yes xander till mistle and kendall and bees would bees have gone along? I don't think. I mean, isn't the conservatory like a university? university? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as the <laughs> the amount of people in each group just shifted dramatically yeah. in like one in, direction. I think. I reversed. think what happens. I think what happens is like the, everybody's going to the conservatory and they get there and they're like, "Come on, bees, let's get out." And they 
Mommy is in the shake bees, and it's just an empty suit of armor. <laughs> All the bees are in the other. Color. Oh no! <laughs> I'm here for it. I love that. But the group of you arrive at the manor. Uh, uh, that fucking long-limbed fey and water elemental are still playing the same goddamn board game that they were playing but when you when you left when you came in last night i forgot what their name what their names were so sorry <laughs> one of them was sadie i think hmm? yeah if, if if i recall correctly i think you established that kendall can't actually pronounce their names so you just made up other names for them this is true but they would be consistent other names right okay feel like one was Jerry, but I might be making that yes, up. Yes, I believe it was Jerry and yes. Sadie. That's okay. That works. That works. So, yeah. Um, so this should be, I mean, this should actually be pretty, pretty, pretty simple. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go in. I don't see any big deal. It'll be fine. Y'all can come with, of course. Except you pointing at Till. I'm kidding. I mean, well. if you can happily, you can happily come in with me as I go talk to Dad. There, he just gives a very questions. sort of sideways smile. And I'm sure he won't have any questions position. for you at all. There all right, are a bunch let's of go. Trees okay. outside here, right? Yes. yes, there are many trees. Can we stay outside? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Uh, Don't wander off these. They're going to go gather nectar. Yeah. Makes and sense. Mr. will fly over and land on Kendall's shoulder and go in with cool. her. Cool. So, yeah, head in. So, can I ask for an insight check from uh, Kendall and Mistel? Hmm? Oh, to roll one or, yeah, or, or to, to roll one? For on. you guys to roll one. Oh, or just yes. tell me what your passive sure. insight is, either way. Nine. Nine? Okay. Remember, wisdom is a dumb stat. <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. Great. Because it okay. is the best All dump good. stat. Yeah, no, you're good. Hmm. I mean, I'll roll it just for fun, too. You never know. I might roll well. You never know. Biggest joke I've, b- biggest joke I've made yet. Nope. I mean, you did roll well. You just have a negative one modifier. It's better than I call eleven well. Well (laughs) for me. That's in the upper half of the die. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. You continue on in, Uh, and. Eventually, you make your way to the place where your father keeps his office. Right. I mean, there's a good chance he's not even there, so we just grab something. Even though it'll be fine. Right there, it's not a big deal, anyways. So you walk up, do you knock? Yep. Or Huh? Yeah, of no, course knock. you knock. Okay. It's daddy's office. Of course you knock. You don't know who, what he's doing in there. 
So you knock, and yep. uh, there's the there, there's a there's a muffled like dragging of something metal as uh and and then from outside from in, from inside you hear, oh I'm terribly sorry we'll have to cut this short for just a moment, and there's a of a portal being closed. Uh, as uh, and then you hear the from inside. Enter, darling. Okay. Open the door and head in. You enter, and once again, you are greeted with the, like, green and black pinstripe suit of uh, Helias Fairchild. Yep. And she looks over and uh, glances at the group that has uh, entered. Ah, my lovely daughter, Till, and... Bees and someone I wait. You were on Severinus, yes? Xander sort of Yeah, I was there. Lovely to meet you again. So my dear daughter, what I can think I do? You got for that you? wrong by the way, not bees, Mistel. Sorry, Mistel, yes, and Mistel, yes. I said bees so, instead of Mistel. NBD, but um I am you know, we've been going around doing a bunch of stuff and, and, and expenses come up and I'm running a little bit low, so... Of course, of course. I can always uh, funnel a nice sum of credits to keep you from having any trouble. How much do you think you'll need? Uh, I don't know. Like... I haven't been doing much. Like, most of it was... Most of... Most of it was just just recently spent because we had to get some diamonds for you know magic stuff. Mm. Um, uh, doing some genuine so I don't adventuring, know. don't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a lot of fun. Kel's doing really a great job, by the way. I'm sure. I'm glad to hear that he's been performing well above expectations. He's yep. Busy. Looks over at Till and it's just that subtle glance. Till's kind of got a bit of a thousand yard stare. Um, he's he's just looking off into the middle distance right now. Um, yeah, and when he says above expectations, there's just the faintest narrowing of eyes. <laughs> Completely passes. <laughs> uh, right, like hmm, wonder wonder what actual expectations were. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> that he would have had to have come and killed you already. Right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there he knows this is Kendall's like 17th bodyguard. Right. <laughs> Till, Till's doing his very best impression of a piece of furniture in the room. Yep. <laughs> so like I don't imagine too I don't imagine too much. Just like, you know, like a grand Please take two, he says as okay. he pulls as he as, <laughs> as he pulls out a, a a cred stick and just transfers a set of two thousand gold uh, two thousand gold. I like to imagine, like uh, obviously this is not this is not like any indication of the way you run you run uh, Elias Fairchild Shani, but for whatever reason I just imagine that he hands her a black card and then from now on 
all of the like gold. Uh, anytime, anytime uh, Kendall needs to make a money, like needs to buy something, just roll a d20 plus charisma modifier to see if you can afford it or not. <laughs> <laughs> How charitable is Dad feeling today? Right. <laughs> the problem is with those cards when you actually when when you actually swipe it and spend money, it, it comes off somebody else's life force. So right. Oh yeah, exactly. Those are the special cards. That's why it's. That's why it, you know you have to roll to see how, how you know how well it is right now. Yes. I'd like to buy. Oh, I don't know Argos. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you. I love you. Um. So we're gonna be. Oh, sorry. Oh no, my sister says oh. that's a lot of money. Eh. So we're going to be around for still for a little bit. We've got some stuff we're doing here. Uh, a bunch of them went to the library. Can't remember why now. Mm. It's almost yeah. like it was a week ago. I don't get it. Scholarly, but... scholarly pursuits are indeed part of adventuring. Yes. Yeah. We're looking stuff up. Um, oh. Um, I really need to write down names. Um what was the name of what, what what was the name of the diamond dude? Tony Fine. Tony. Tony, Tony Fine. thank you. Uh, uh 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 Tony Tony said told me to sit, tell you hi. He also said to tell him that his shipment is ready. And that your shipment is ready. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. I'll have to I'll have to pay a journey back down to the jewelers soon. I wonder do I have a notes document for this one? Because I've got notes document for other people. There's a public notes document that no one ever uses. Yeah, I don't use I that. use it all the time. I do, but it only has the names Tony's of Tony's name is the two... last entry in there. <laughs> it only has the names of the two, the 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 the, the, the forge person and innkeeper at, at Riseville. Um, that's all that's in my notes document. <laughs> Would you like a notes document? Would you like another notes no, journal entry? From I have, I have, I don't need a notes document. I have notepad plus plus. <laughs> Ooh, take two. Ooh, fancy notepad. Yes. Yep. Best notepad. That's um, pretty good. It actually recognizes HTML coding and shit. It's great. I love it. Uh, anyways, so yeah, your your shipment's ready. So so stop by there whenever. Uh, we're, like I said, we're still gonna be around. Uh, I'll let you know when we take off. Um, we should probably go catch back up with them. Of course. Do let me know if you, if you have any further need of assistance. Of course, always. Thank you. Bye. Have a wonderful journey. He says, and as the as the group of you leave, Till, you can just feel his eyes on you. Yep. Head out with does, a sort of does not make eye contact. Yeah. Making eye contact is how he gets you. Exactly. Mist will try rolling another insight on Till. Sure. I don't have the best. So nope, nope. <laughs> I went to shake. I went to shake some crumbs off my phone, and then forgot that. This phone turns the flashlight on when you shake it. So you blinded yourself? No, but I almost did. Yeah, it was a close call. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really useful when you're, you know, when you don't want to unlock the phone, you just want to turn the flashlight on. So you just right, yeah, no, shake mm -hmm. it and then it turns it on. But 
So yeah, we're so heading you, back. Are yeah, we, we going to pick up? Uh, on the way out, as soon as yes. the door shuts, mm-hmm. Till will turn to Kendall. I do need to ask your advice on something. You're better at people than I am. Uh, and I may need your counsel on something within the next day or so. Okay. Excellent. And mm. beef. That's all. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Head out. Bees! The, um, the armor is just sort of lying slumped against a tree, and uh, as you'll call, a bunch of the uh, torch bees that are lit up and glowing come and descend back into it and fill it. And so they sort of like uh, reverse, like cut string puppet. Right, ma- marionettes up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as bees looks around, I would like to make an inside check and see it, just see the vibe from everybody. Eh, 11. <clears throat> you guys have inspiration stocked up. You need to start making use of it. That is true. The problem is yeah. we're saving it for when we're rolling against people that aren't us. I'm not. I just forget. Bill comes across completely neutral. <laughs> Can I you know my... what? I'm going to roll again because I have not rolled yet. And we'll see. I will actually use one of my five inspirations if I don't succeed. You rolled yes, Holly, you can also use one of your inspirations. Okay. Cool. Oh, it was so close. You actually beat the 11. Ah! Yes. Oh, no, yeah, the 11 was a deception. Perfect. Yep. Um, Kendall, you're getting a very, just kind of like a focused attention on bees in a somewhat evaluative manner. I would say with a 20 mistle, Till has concerns about bees specifically right now. Where did this fucking Final Fantasy VII Midgar music come from? It's the same track. This is a, this is the same track that I've been playing constantly. It just has several different songs in it. I dig it. This is great. No, I love it. This is like. Oh, some... we should get back to Coltarn. This is apparently this is apparently someone's idea of Night City music. And it works. Mistel's gonna fly over and land on Till's head because she no longer sits on his shoulder. It's just his head now. Um, and she will like whisper in his ear. Is something up with bees? Later. Something's up with bees. Something's up with bees. Something's okay. up with bees. Something's up with bees. I'm staying up here. Perches on top of his head. Exactly as I anticipated. <laughs> All going according to plan. But we should get back to Coltarn. See what he's found at the university. <laughs> Sounds cool. good. Bees, there's a lot you can there's a lot you can learn once you know how to actually does Till know if Bees is literate? He's I, he's I, I think, pretty clearly think, established as not, right? Yeah, yeah. I okay. think I think we have I think Till firmly knows that Bees is not literate. Right. Because mm-hmm. Bees has attempted to vote in each of the voting circumstances just by drawing wax pictures of themselves. Right. Uh, 
There's a lot of very interesting things you can learn at a library, Bees. You do have to be able to read, which we're going to get taken care of for you, hopefully, soon. We said what's fun. Learning can be fun. Learning what's fun. something fun that you've learned in the last couple weeks? <laughs> There's sort of a sullen buzzing coming from the hive. Um, Take some time and think about it. You don't have to answer the question right now. We learned about diamonds. There you go. We learned you just ask your friends for them. Sometimes. And Sector 5 music I right mean, here. We did pay for those. And don't he didn't just give them up. Okay. But you gave them up. I mean, yeah, I gave them to you. Because you needed them. Yeah. Don't oh, look... I see what you mean, yeah. Don't they look good? They do. They sort of, they, they turn their luminescent sort of odd eye slash constellation array on you. Which very Kendall dramatic, doesn't think these. is weird or creepy at all. So, it's like having little stars with us. Xander uh, Z- Zand- off to one side. Why was I even here? I mean, you because because I, I wanted to have you here. You at didn't that, have to come. Till Till breaks into a smile at that. At the for the first time since getting back to the to the Fairchild property, you definitely could have Sorry, what was that, Jeremy? What were you saying? Oh no, go ahead. You go. Only one queen gets to claim all the drones. Yeah. Okay. Huh? That completely passes passes her by. You no, you totally could have not come if you didn't want to hang out with me, that's fine. You you actively grabbed me and pulled me into the vehicle. Yeah, but you could have said no. Like, if you had said no, I would rather stay here. I would have let you stay here. It's fine if you want to hang out with other people. Is it? Yes. A hundred percent. Because I sort of get the feeling that while I'm standing around here, I've got like five guns trained on me at all times. That, oh no! That's that's because what Kendall's saying is a trap, but not a real deadly one, just a word one. No, no. So you do have—it's actually six guns trained on you, but that's just Eight. normal. Oh, are they? Uh, I thought they were out to lunch. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, there's eight guns trained on you right now, but that doesn't have anything to do with whether you whether you wanted to. It, being able to say no or not. You see, you say that, but eight guns trained on someone certainly does a lot for their ability to say no. That's only because we're here right now. And to be fair, Xander, they're not trained on you specifically. They're trained on all of you. Sort of like the, the, hmm, hmm. No, it's more it's more of a distributed gun 
essence rather than a targeted, discreet gun aim. Exactly. Talk to me about gun essence. I'm literally a weaponsmith. You've entered into the realm of Daka. <laughs> no, literally make guns. Don't talk to me about essence of gun like it's an essential fucking oil. I'm just picturing an old an old orc in a smoking jacket with a pipe. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Can you learn more about Daka Daka? That was the, that was the feel I was going for. Thank you. Amazing. No, no. Thank you for are... viewing this episode of, of Masterpiece Decker. One of our audience members uh, was, you know, responded to the six, saying there, there were seven, and they missed the one that was in the fountain. So, <laughs> good, good luck. Like they sense. weren't gonna, they weren't. Though that's just guards here. Has nothing to do with anything like you and me. Like you not being able to say no. You can, you can totally. If you want to stay behind, you totally can. Only one person around me uh, has has a gun when we're out, and that's well, that's not true. All of the rest of us have guns, but you know what I mean. And that's still. I feel yes, like you're not explaining it right. <laughs> Xander's just like. You know what? Let's get going to that college. Okay. <laughs> and you all, all get in the vehicle and drive also, out. Also, just want oh, to know yeah. that, that, that elderly orc in a smoking jacket with a pipe. It's definitely a bubble pipe. Mm-hmm. 100% a bubble pipe. Of corrosive acid. <laughs> Uh, but meanwhile, uh, Coltarn and Surprise, and and, and Jasira and Srita, yeah, uh, are headed to the Evergreen Conservatory. Uh, public transit is relatively easy to use, and it's also not that far of a distance. So you could theoretically just walk. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk. I form a nice wedge in the pub- in a public space whenever I walk down the street. Cold so. <laughs> iron icebreaker. <laughs> and honestly, the group of you as a whole do a fairly good job of wedging traffic out of the way with your combined aesthetic. Yeah. Um, but but quest- question. Uh, yes. What did Till want to research again? Because I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Till would have stated a desire to research on basically anything that will help us figure out this whole Sarheim thing. So researching on Sarheim. Right. And specifically, like, with, with Jazeera's knowledge of her father and the general targeted of what are we expecting or what would be most likely to be the dangers arising therefrom? And how are we going to eventually fix that since the Oracle told us we had a destiny TM? Gotcha. Okay. To the college. Okay. Uh, once we get there, uh, 
the Coltarn, uh, the, the 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 back of his battle fist, uh, there's like sort of a pl- an info plate that just irises open and reveals this sort of blue glowing symbol that uh, is just like an uh, an orcish rune, um, and that symbol uh, like glows faintly blue, and as it does, all the connecting joints of the arm. Uh, glow blue, a couple of exhaust ports open and steam out. Uh, and as that happens, I am casting... That is the visual uh, instance of me casting Enhance Ability on myself. Hey, yo. Uh, mm. As I am casting Enhance Ability for Intelligence. To help me with researching. <laughs> you have cast Enhance Ability upon yourself. So I would like to read books now. Yeah, and you, as you, as you enter the the college, um, and sort of ask around, uh, asking for permission to use the research facilities and and the libraries uh, for sake of information gathering for the purposes of adventuring. Uh, you are relatively uh, uh, quickly and easily um, uh, maneuvered to the public facing libraries and research and research alcoves uh that the uh that the university provides especially for the adventurers of the core adventurers league who have a deal with the with the with the uh university yeah on this planet that helps them do research for adventuring purposes good so, union job uh uh The Adventurous League is the best union. Why do you think so many people take up adventuring? <laughs> uh, but yeah, doing research on Sarheim. Lack of better options in life. No, that's or, why people join I mean, the military. Mm. Yeah. I mean... Tell me the major difference between the two. Agency in terms of whether or not you accept a mercenary given mission. Mercenary action. <laughs> the, 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 Advent, the Adventurers League is not only agent and not only provides agency, but also is a union. Mercenaries. I don't yep. think mercenary companies have a union. Wait, I feel like they're all they individually their own unions. <laughs> like. Anyway, I'm sorry. The difference between mercenaries and adventuring groups is razor, razor thin. thin. It's almost like that's the reason why I made you all mercenaries in the last Grand Terror. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, so while Coltarn is looking up something relevant to the story, um, <laughs> Surprise is just going to insert themselves into this library as if they belong there. Um, yes. And just start picking up books on, I don't know, there's some on the history of bark folk, uh, some on the politics of druidcraft. Uh, <laughs> give me two other uh, weird topics. Uh, so you pick uh, up some... um, uh, amoebas and you uh, relationships between solid state individuals and less than oh, and more uh, amorphous absolutely. individuals. Yep, something on the amorphous uh, and probably random topic that potentially comes up. Uh, 
Yeah, um, flux change in uh, regarding a which is a a a uh, a half novel, half scientific research paper regarding the effects of uh, ethereal regeneration in unique environs and how that can potentially impact the ethereal in question. That sounds delightful. Oh, they're they're being just they're they're all being read through. All of them. There's at least two books on each topic. Just arms full. Like <laughs> six of them are open in front of surprise at a table. And they somehow they're cross-referencing between the druid craft politics and the uh, flux capacitators and where 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 these books cross-reference is is not apparent to anybody else but it's happening <laughs> so anyways meanwhile uh Coltarn, roll. roll me an investigation check with advantage yes yes 23 mm. so the 23 um you find a number of uh different topics, uh, different books that have been written on Sarheim. Um, of a, a, among the, the various things that you have to learn, learn um, uh, there are a few different topics and a few different bits of information that you glean from the amount of reading that you've got before everyone else shows up. Uh, first among which is the concept of um, uh dimensional coherence uh, which is the idea that um, the different dimensions that exist within this universe are roughly coherent to each other spatially um, in that uh, some of these extra dimensions are larger or smaller than others but they all maintain a similar relative spatial location um, which is why there are some dimensions that can only be accessed from certain regions of the galaxy, uh, and why that on dimensions that are equally as large as the material plane, such as Sarheim, uh, that exist on a similar scale, um, plane shifting from one location in the material to Sarheim will bring you to a roughly equivalent location within the Hell Realms, uh, which basically allows for a certain level of predictability as to where things are happening. Um, if you see demonic incursions happening in a particular region of space, you can imagine that their endpoint also comes from a relatively similar location within the uh, within the realms of Sarheim, for instance. Um, and the same goes for, for instance, Yarnbeater, uh, which is the, the precursor term for what would be colloquially known as the Feywild uh, which is similarly not on the same kind of scale as Sarheim but definitely a galactic scale extra dimension uh, uh, whereas but just because they share a spatial cohesion doesn't mean that they necessarily look the same like Sarheim is very much similarly a galaxy a, an entire galaxy of hell 
compared to the material plane. But Yarn Veter, though it maintains spatial coherency, does so at a different level. Because Yarn Veter seems like it's all one overgrown forest. Doesn't seem to have the level of planetary distinction that Sarheim and the material plane do. But it does maintain that spatial coherency. It might so it doesn't be have like space void the way we have between planets. It's yeah. pretty contiguous. Okay. Yeah. It some theorize that the some theorize that the spatial coherency of Yarn Veter is con- is condensed in that Yarn Veter might actually be significantly smaller than the material plane, but its uh, its co-position uh, accommodates a wide space. So you can re- end up in roughly the same place in Yarn Beater from a wide area in the material plane. Would that explain how warp travel through Ganunga Gap works then, basically? Sort of. The theory, the, 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 the leading theory working on that is that Ganunga Gap is infinitely small because it is empty. And thus, any amount of travel across Ganunga Gap allows for instant co-position upon returning to anywhere in the galaxy, essentially. Gotcha. The idea that if if every if every dimension is, is co-positionally uniform, and then if you travel to a smaller dimension, travel across that smaller dimension covers a larger distance in the greater ones. Mm-hmm. And thus the idea of Ganunga Gap being basically infinitely small and connecting to everything um, makes it an ideal means of travel. I'm not certain how this helps us, Coltarn just says to himself, but it is interesting. Though there is somewhat, there is an amount of debate on the idea of Ganunga Gap being infinitely small, based on the idea of things inside of it, uh, and the, the presence of what is, can you really judge space and size in a realm that is essentially nothingness? Yeah. Um, the other topic that you find um, is just sort of on general demonology and on the idea of um, there. there is a particular concept that is noted in, this, in the other thing that you find uh, known as um, exile worlds uh, which are a specific Zarhemian concept of this, this sort of lays out a basic foundation of the culture, the, the cultures, air quotes, of Zarheim are roughly uniform, having been easily traversed throughout the millennia that they have existed and sort of reinforced by the biology of Zarhamian creatures. Um, however, when there exists the the cult the culture of the, the typical culture of demons and devils involves an amount of in uh, traditional evil by most other culture standards. The idea of bargaining in souls and consuming living living beings and living and living spirits to gain power and sate and the inherent hunger for life energy that Sarhemians possess, uh, with malicious disregard to the willingness of anyone else. Um, is sort of built into their culture as far as most people identify it, but there do exist what are known as exile worlds, uh, which is to say the Zarhemian culture tends to stamp out anyone who is not 
willing and able and ready to take every advantage they possibly can. Um, but those individuals do exist occasionally. Self-correcting system examples for evil. Of yeah, essentially. Um, but there are records of individuals like that, those who are non-evil uh, generally within the Zarhemian system, um, that survive long enough, either by innate power or just the ability to avoid danger for long enough, to meet others of their persuasion. Now, the other individuals who do not agree with the rest of the culture, and occasionally those become large enough groups to break off from the greater mass of the Zarhemian uh, of the Zarhemian culture and find their own places. Um, these so-called exile worlds become homes for those demons and devils who do not agree in general with the Sarhemian culture and would otherwise be squashed for their relative lack of power. Their combined uh, presence making them more of a dangerous threat than is worth exterminating. Uh, this may have just been my ADHD blanking on bits of information because that was a lot of information. Um, was Zar... Zarheim is not just one contiguous plane of material, right? It's 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 got its own space. Yes, it is. It, it is its planets. own galaxy. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. 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 Sorry, I was. Uh, I, that might have been the Feywild that was one contiguous plane of matter. Yes, the the yeah. Yarnveder or the Feywild is one contiguous plane. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Sorry. Did you spell Yarnveder for me? Hmm? Uh, yes. One second. Uh... In the chat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So potential allies, maybe. Yeah, there might be friendly worlds in Zarheim, or at least more slanted that direction. Yeah. All right. Documenting all, I'm documenting all this down in data pads as I'm, as I'm, I'm, I'm having, I have Tolbar actively like recording all this information and translating it into data pads while I'm reading. Because he can see through my cyber eye. It's at roughly that point that the rest of the group arrives. Hi! Uh, We're back. Welcome back. Or welcome here, I guess. So, what have we found so far? Uh, mostly some documentations on the concept of planar co-positioning amongst the various alternate planes to the material. And also the concept of exile worlds from those that would not conform to uh, Zarhemian culture of supremacy that, well, in, for instance, I say indicate gesturing towards Jazeera, individuals such as Jazeera might not be as, well, individual as far as likelihoods of occurrences. Can I make a roll to, for a fun fact to share with the group? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, investigation? Yeah, roll investigation. Uh, it is it is noted, however, in that research that most exile worlds are theoretical. The idea that they might exist. Um, however, only one has ever been rumored to be identified and have a name. There is a single known exile world, at least in rumor, known as Sanctum. Uh, somewhere within Zarhai. Ah uh, yes, Diablo. Uh, no, that's sanctuary. Ever. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, that's why I said potentially. Uh, with a Excellent. 15, um, uh, surprise, uh, you learn that um, it has been known, uh, your random fun fact, it has been known occasionally uh, um, for a ethereal, such as yourself, to reform after having been disillusioned by damage or shock uh, on top of a previously existing uh, etheric or spiritual mass which has caused something that is typically known as a flux change which is the essence of the ethereal fusing with whatever it reforms around and typically creating an entirely new individual out of out of the out of the co-position uh, I, I share that with the group Furthermore, did you know that if an ethereal loses their body and, jo- and uses a body that's already in use, then you get a new ethereal? Interesting. Uh, very. That's kind of awesome. Is that what happened to you? Is that why you're all soft and made of cloth? No, I'm just a normal ethereal. Okay. And, uh... Shani, you said that the ghost ships were at Absalom Station? Absalom Station, yeah. Do I... Do do we have any idea where on the map that is? We've been there before. We've been to Gilgamesh Station. Sorry, Gilgamesh Station. Absalom is Starfinder. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, if it's Gilgamesh, like, then yes, we know, we know exactly where it is, because that's where Till's from. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gilgamesh Easy enough. Sorry, I probably said Absalom. I meant Gilgamesh. It's all good. Is, I just Absalom wanted to make sure I wasn't mishear- mishearing anything. That's Sunday night. That's okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> How dare you confuse your fantasy system space stations? I've been. <laughs> it's all right. I've been thinking. I've been thinking about creating, uh, creating Solarians and Stardust for a while, and I was like, wait, no, no, that's that's the Starfinder. Get her. Starfinder, I barely know her. We let that die and move on. Uh, I laugh. So yes, I'm not certain how much use this information will be in our overall objective, but potentially useful somehow. Any background information, if we're going to have to deal with Sarheim, would will be. I'm sure have some level of advantage at some point along the line. Hmm? Especially if there's a potential safe landing point somewhere we might be able to utilize. Hmm? Yes. Uh, I have yet to learn anything that hasn't benefited me. <laughs> at least it's interesting. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well then, uh, was there any more research you wanted to do, Till, or... If that seems to be the uh, full scope of what the library has accessible... To be fair, that's what a couple of hours of research bought you. Yeah. Like, that's not... You could keep digging. I'm certain I could find more, but I'm not sure how much time I want to spend. Was there any... Since I wasn't here for the, the brief, effectively, what's the level of urgency on this Gilgamesh station situation. Uh, 
There we haven't received wasn't, the contact yet. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's a contact to reach out to when you arrive at Gilgamesh. Um, okay. But the uh, the basic premise was that there has been a um, a fleet of ghost ships that arrived at Gilgamesh Station, and they sent out a request for adventurers. And this mission was set aside as potential for more veteran ones, and offered to you. And when you took it, then it was assigned to you, and thus. Uh, other adventuring teams will no longer be assigned to that mission. Oh, okay. And we are um, also going to be getting scavenging rights for the ships. Yes, you, you do have... You, you Scavenging rights is part of the negotiation that's already been made. Uh, you will be free to claim any loose material that is not specifically requested by description of the contact. Uh, like, if they say, like, you know, I want, I want the power core of X ship, Right. Then you bring them that's that. marked everything to them. Everything right. else is everything Anything else, else is free. Fair game. Yep. And we may um, also have to beat you know just freelance scavengers to the punch. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And with Tills being a local of Gilgamesh, is there any sort of role he can make on the likely effects of having something like this happen, and whether or not we should? Yeah. Like, are we? Are there going to be? a whole bunch of freelancers out there just clawing through things with every minute that we waste, or what? Uh, well, you may have to roll for that one. Uh, okay. Yes. Gilgamesh okay. Station is one of the single largest, most populous space stations I that is not so. on a planet, or occasionally some of the some of the Void Gates have a larger environment. Uh, Gilgamesh has a lot of people. Those ships are probably impossible to miss and probably look like straight cash to a lot of people who live there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they're probably also dangerous. So not only are you going to be, you know, are there going to be more scavengers uh, who are going in there? There's probably also going to be more people who don't realize how dangerous these things might be going in there, potentially dying. Right. And becoming more enemies later on for us to fight. But also leaving behind more salvage, potentially. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a true adventure. Hey. Every corpse uh, is a loot box. Sorry. Right. Till will Till's reaction at that point then would be, I would like to get to Gilgamesh as quickly as we can. I know it's going to be a significant flight, but if we could get to Fordbeard uh, and make our run as quickly as possible, I feel like that would be helpful. We're going to need to have decent gear if we're going to take things on. And better sooner than trying to pick up scraps of whatever mess is being made of it right now. Hmm? Well then, Does this library let you check out books? Uh, this is a university library, so not unless you're a student. I wasn't going to return them, so it's probably for the best. You are? Yeah, that's precisely why they don't let you. Because they know the the students are going to be on campus to have them returned. What did B say? Surprise, do you want them? Uh, Check out books? Yeah. Uh, Surprise holds up amoebas in you. Uh, It says, this one is surprisingly fascinating. Just take it. Uh, no. Bees, that's called stealing, and we don't do no. that. No, I mean, it is a library. You don't buy them here. 
You borrow can I, them. Can I... Not how that one works, bees. Hmm? Shawnee, can I download... Like, I just sort of like quickly scan that book and see if there's an online, like, if there's an on net transcript <laughs> of it anywhere. The ebook version. Right. Mm-hmm. We torrented it for you. Yeah. <laughs> and these, these books are supposed to stay in the university. If you take it you outside scan, you... the university, that's called stealing still. Okay. You scan, you scan the scan the cover of it, and uh, yeah, immediately you sort of pick up a couple of different, like, scanned copies of this book and that have, that have been put on various different uh, subnets. So yeah, so Colzarn just looks at the book, his eye, his one, his one cybernetic eye flashes for a second, he leans over, and then pulls out a data pad, and after a few seconds just hands it over towards you. I've got volumes one through seven on this. Nice. I bet it gets real spicy by volume six. <laughs> Well, but, anyway. What's Mistel been doing? Oh, Mistel is just sitting off to the side with a giant book, like, sitting on it. And you don't know if she's reading it or sleeping on it. Or both? Maybe sleep both, reading yes. On it. We're reading. Let me tell you, sleep reading is a thing. Yep. You don't absorb books by osmosis. You don't. You don't absorb books by osmosis, no. You can absolutely absorb that knowledge, particularly on university grounds, if you are reading (laughs) while you are technically asleep. It may not be good enough to get like an A, but you know, you're good. You put it in uh, you put it in audiobook form and just have it playing while you sleep so it's in your dreams. Listen. Unlike y'all children, I went to school I, I was in college in 95. So their audiobooks wasn't really a thing. Well, uh, with that schedule in mind, we should get back to the Volcair. Surprise, safe travels. Mm. Absolutely. I, I just stand up to come along. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to have safe travels. I'm sorry. Was there a discussion that I was not part no. of? I think you were busy. You were staring off into the middle distance when it happened, I think. There wasn't a discussion, it was just decided. What was decided? I mean, go Kendall, ship, Surprise cool. is coming Why with. Why come along? Kindle has adopted Surprise. What now? Oh. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. will sit on Surprise's shoulder. Not remotely. Let's be on our way. Hmm. But Surprise... You didn't join the Dust Knights formally, right? No. Y'all haven't even taken me out to dinner yet. Okay. All right. And then till like a little cluster of bees near your head goes, that means we don't have to share money like we don't with Kendall. Correct. Mm. Well, then let's get to the ship. Okay. 
Oh, uh, on the way, I would like to stop for parts at a shipyard. They're mostly going to be natural materials, but if you need, I can walk you through the procedures. Not, not, not here. I thought on the way to Gilgamesh Station. I mean, they'd work for it. We could hybrid something, probably. We could, but uh, I'm not particularly a fan of having to learn how to how to repair technology I'm unfamiliar with in the heat of battle. I mean, it might be you, but but if you get it now. You can learn that along the way. And then if, it's like if we shit. get into where we need it, it would be good to have. Teach Is me, it... I'll learn it. I like learning stuff. We'll teach you. Isn't there a shipyard on Gilgamesh Station? Uh, yes. Yeah. We can talk we can talk to Polly. No. Why no. not? Because Paul is a blowhard who thinks he knows a lot more than he actually does, and he s- sits in the back and drinks calf beverages okay, while yelling want, at people. I want to be clear when I say I when I say talk to Polly, talk to Polly, who's going to talk to the actual people who make the good ship, the good ship parts, the, who know what. Miss Fairchild, doing. what do you think I did while I was on I, Gilgamesh Station? We don't need to talk to Polly. I can take you directly to the people you want to talk to. Huh. That's right, I forgot you, you did that. Yes. It's fine. There is the look of, you haven't always been my bodyguard, fully <laughs> on the face. Still had a life? <laughs> but yes, I would like to buy the... Uh... It's the, my teacher doesn't live at the school. Right, moment. right, yeah. right. <laughs> Which is funny because... Kendall legitimately knows and has been explicitly told what Till did. It's just completely... Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kendall has long-term memory things. Well, yes, I, I would like to buy the 1,650 gold uh, worth of repairs needed to finalize the Dust Runner. All right, well, uh, if we can't find a place to stop on the way, we can definitely pick up that sort of part uh, collection when we get to Gilgamesh. Yes. Let's go. Let's get on the way. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm enjoying having Coltarn be oddly averse to learning how to druid craft to repair a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll make you do it. Uh, but yeah, head back to the uh, spaceport. Uh, Miss Fairchild, do you need to contact your father before we depart? Let no. him know. I think we're good. All right. I I mean, no, we're good. He always knows where you go because yeah. you have an appendant. <laughs> he didn't tell me to. No, but you sort of led him to believe, I feel, that we were going to be on planet for a little while, and that turns out to not be the case. Eh. We'll figure it out. I'm sure. So you all return to the ship. There you are. As the 
the ramp of uh, vines and bark extends and you manage to walk your way back aboard the Gulnaj Wolkir. Surprise, welcome aboard the Gulnaj Wolkir. Who's going to show me around? Kindle, I think. Let's get to it. Yep. I'm going to go get the engines fired up. Yep. Which is exactly where we start. Until, like, the group walks on board, until just stops after everybody kind of blows past him and just watches as people go off in different directions. Kind of nods. And then hits the button to bring the the ramp up and seal us in. And, and then, then the murder begins. The I was going to say, then you hit the button to release the, the nerve, nerve toxins. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Nope. He's just... You release the deadly neurotoxin. Pats the, the airlock door. I found the imposter. All right. <laughs> you... This will be interesting. You're having your mal moment. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, Vince to the pa- to the cabin, uh, to the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever there is downtime, Mister wanted to talk to Till. Okay, I mean, after everybody sort of departs, Till's headed to the bridge because uh, okay. he's the pilot. So uh, you could probably find him there pretty easily. Hmm? Uh, uh, okay. By the time you get to the bridge, it's probably just a message just from the engineering. Uh, Till will be ready to go in ten. Excellent. Starting pre-flight checks. Mm. Also in the background. Hi, Till! In, in the background of that. Hello, Miss Fairchild. Mm. Can I drive next? Under no circumstances. Mm. I'm going to drive soon. <laughs> I've already let go of the button, so I get that. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. part of that was, yeah. not, go- was yes. not gone through. Yeah, and of point- course... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, as a quick aside, Xander was 100% pulled along on the tour. Poor thing. <laughs> he can say no. No, he can't. Yes, he can. Only eight guns trained on him. Not anymore. We've left the grounds. Now only one, and it's still. Yeah, at some point, Mr. will fly, fly in and okay. sit. Ne- yeah. Next to, I, I don't know what Till is sitting in. He, he's in sure. the pilot seat, technically. Okay. So, you know, I mean, yeah, there's there's panels and stuff. There's any number of places if she doesn't want to sit on a shoulder or a head that she could find to, to sit we down. Don't, we don't have, like, a map for the Gold National Care, do we, Johnny? No, I should make one at some point or commission Jack to make one. The elder, I should say. <laughs> I could mock something up. Mm. Commission Jack the Elder to make a map. I, I have yet to be able to make a map of it because I have no skill at designing ships, and also no pre-existing ship designs incorporate the shape of the Golnash of, of an orcish ship that I want. Nobody, and apparently, nobody makes ships the way I envision orcish ships. <laughs> but. Yes. Missile. Hmm. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Oh dear, that sounds threatening. 
No. I'm never He's smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, what was up with bees earlier? There seemed to be something. You were fixated on bees. Yes. When when we were at Adele's place. Not Adele. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> all this time, there is a, there is a very, very dark change. He's like, is this where you go when you die? <laughs> <laughs> and then just winks out of existence on her way to some other dimension. You have too many wealthy characters, okay? All right. Well, we might as well experiment with this then yes okay um when Verouge was in charge I defaulted to his judgment mm-hmm. I'm going to make kind of a blanket universal statement here and if you disagree with it the rest of this conversation probably won't make a ton of sense. Uh, But uh, child soldiers are bad across the board. Yes. All right. We, as the Dust Knights, do dangerous things. We put ourselves in peril and combat situations on the regular. And as someone who has been recently selected to... Take a leadership position there. I don't sleep well knowing that my general approach on problems is to take time observing it, see how things go, and only interfere or make drastic decisions if no other option seems to present itself. Muddied water always clears in time. And sometimes confusion decreases over time. I do not think it is proper for bees as functionally a child based on the way they view the world, the amount of life experience they have. I realize they're adult torch bees, technically. Uh, But putting bees in dangerous situations and letting them enact violence without them having the necessary maturity to understand the full scope of the consequences of their actions, I can't countenance that anymore. So what do you want to do about it? I mean, I know that bees has the ability to take care of themselves in a wilderness environment, and if they were just a normal swarm of torch bees, they probably wouldn't even be with us right now. But given the changes in development they've gone through, I'm half tempted to ask Coltarn to download some sort of AI elementary education subroutines into his artificial companion and tell bees he needs to play, you know, stock down in a cabin and just wait it out until he's learned, they've learned enough to 
function as an adult. I don't think that that would work well for Beast. That is and I don't believe an that unfortunate... would agree to it. Which I absolutely understand would probably be the initial reaction. But the fact of the matter remains, if I'm going to be in command of the Dust Knights, I won't have a child on the battlefield. Okay. I think this is something we need to talk to Bees about. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to imprison anyone or anything like that. It would simply be one of those things where... I mean, bees seem to be <laughs> resistant but accepting of the concept, for instance, that they are not allowed to drive a vehicle until they have been properly licensed and educated. And being in a situation where your normal rules have changed is kind of a fact of existence in reality. Sometimes your normal default behaviors suddenly are no longer permitted to remain as such. That will be a concept that bees will have to confront at some point as well. And while they may not be appreciative of a sudden change, we'll address it as kindly and firmly as we can. I, I understand your concerns. I would argue, though, that the only way for bees to grow is to continue with us. I'm perfectly fine having bees remain in our company. I'm not going to strand and them on a planet of some sort or leave them behind. Stripping bees of privileges that they have already had would do more damage than good. I'm not an educational expert, but I do have a level of moral code. And while bees may have gotten used to certain privileges, as you call them, I can either step down as commander or this, this is a line that I will draw. A child has no place on a battlefield. That much I know. And Bees is a child. I thought you said you hadn't played the Metal Gear Solid games. <laughs> In Bees and on a battlefield? <laughs> there are ways that... Freedom and privileges can be revoked that are damaging. Absolutely. There are ways that those new limitations can be incorporated that are not, however. And I feel more damage would likely be done if we were to simply allow bees to continue to engage in... Honestly, for the stage of development that he's at potentially traumatic circumstances on a regular basis without some level of the mind is not ready for this yet hmm. as 
as I've evaluated it. And were it possible to somehow guide them through that if we had the necessary structure in place to engage in some sort of long-form gradual training? Absolutely. Honestly, for me, the turning point came with that battle with the Hydra, where all of us were able to incorporate certain protections to mitigate the level of risk that we were exposed to. And Bees was there just comparatively naked in a fight. I did. I did notice that. And while previously I was very much willing to try and feel it out and see if there was some level of modification. In the wake of that, I can't anymore, Mistel. I understand. I understand your concerns. But like you say, we yeah. want to make sure this is done in a way that is prioritizing of bees' welfare, safety, development, mm-hmm. education, that sort of thing. This is not... I'm not going to do something mean to bees just because I'm uncomfy. I would suggest that maybe we talk to everyone else about it. Absolutely. And we could all sit down with bees and maybe figure out the best way to go forward. Of course. I think to an extent, and I don't want bees to necessarily feel excluded. This is effectively his new family their new family I, there are ways especially with people like Xander on board that bees can be included in our efforts while being physically removed from the combat situations and I will definitely want to take any and all advantage of of those sort of elements that we can because you're right bees needs to feel that they belong because they do mm-hmm. and we need to make sure that whatever steps taken don't imply that they are no longer an equal part of this little community we're building here So that's why I was staring at bees. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, I've been wanting to talk to you about. You do not have to answer if you don't want to. All right. But I, on multiple occasions, have noticed... how tense you are around Kendall's father. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be more than that. Kendall's father is a very powerful man who has an exceptionally far reach. And when one works for an individual of that capability, of all the things that we've run across since the Dust Knights formed, 
been as bad as many of those situations could turn out. Elias Fairchild is by far the more the most dangerous creature we have encountered how, since the Dust Knights formed. How did you come to be in his employment? I work in his shipyards on Gilgamesh Station. Okay. I I mean more how did you become the keeper of Kindle? That I'm not entirely sure about. In terms of what happened behind the scenes, I got a call from the owner of a vast intergalactic, uh, interplanetary corporation for whom I had been a fairly low-ranking technician slash employee who uh, flew me out to Fallen Thornwood and effectively told me I was his daughter's bodyguard. I don't know how he found my name or what it was about me particularly that drew his attention but so that was of course a disconcerting initiation to the whole situation and based on what i know of his power and capabilities the potential consequences of disappointing my employer are suffice to say extreme and terrifying. So he told you he didn't ask you. Oh, that I was his daughter's bodyguard? Yes. Oh, yes. No, it was made very clear that this was my new assignment. Is it an, assign- an assignment that you wanted? I didn't apply for the job, if that's what you mean, and I don't have any particular aversion to the duties that I'm conducting. There's a bit of a sword hanging over my head if something goes sideways. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, I'm not indentured per se but there's a level of technically I suppose there's a world in which I could have said no to the opportunity but I don't at the time didn't have any other opportunities and there are levels of power that certain individuals operate on in this galaxy that As far as people of a certain strata are concerned, we're all effectively pawns because the level of influence they traffic in so far outstrips ours that any request they make is pragmatically a demand that can't be denied. That's a little horrifying. I think they call it capitalism. Okay. Are you yourself okay with how things currently are? Being with us, watching over Kendall? Yes. Um. Suddenly being our leader? I'm... uh, You tell me. I'm working on it and doing my best. 
I think you're doing a good job. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, there you are then. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure you're happy. I'm as happy as can be. Hmm? Which, honestly, isn't too bad. Hmm? I don't think you have to worry about me overly much right now, Mistle. Hmm? But if something changes or alters and you want me to let you know, I can promise to let you know. Hmm? I worry about everybody. That makes two of us. <laughs> uh, we do need to talk to the others at uh, some point soon about bees because what we're going into. Yes. Uh, well, based on calculations, I think we have several days before we get to Gilgamesh. So, yes, we'll definitely make time for that conversation. <laughs> All right. And she will just settle in on his shoulder. Okay. Mm -hmm. Watch him fly the thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hit the buttons for launch and... So the ship takes off and makes its way uh, through the void gate of Fallen Thornwood and out at board gate Thornwheels. You have a class one Stardust engine. Uh Uh-huh. Which means it will take 73 divided by 8. Slightly less than 10. <laughs> yeah, about uh, just over just over 9 uh, void jumps to get to Gilgamesh Station. Which we can do one of a day, correct? <laughs> two. You can do two, two a day, day unless you put more spells into the engine. Okay. Hey, how many spell slots does uh, Kendall get back every short rest? There's a lim- there's an upper limit to that though, isn't there? So yeah, um, I recall there being an upper limit to that. Yeah, spellcasters, you can you can get up to two more jumps out of it. You can okay. you can so double. You do a maximum of three per day. Mm-hmm. Four. Oh, four per day. Okay. Yeah. So I've been, I've been, I've been efficiency like maximizing our jumps the entire time we were mm-hmm. on it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with nine void jumps, we could technically get there in just over two days. Mm-hmm. With, with nine and change, you can get there mm-hmm. in in uh, yeah two days plus the morning of the third. Right. Plus some hours. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe it was already done at some point before our big hiatus, but if not, uh, Till would make sure that, uh, the piloting controls are gene-locked to him and Coltarn. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the controls are currently locked so that only the two of you that are authorized can cause the controls to move. Right. <clears throat> okay. Without significant hacking. Yes. Mm. There's always hacking. <laughs> always. Um, And I assume there's probably nowhere 
on the way that to stop off and get parts for. Cult I mean, there's Voidgate. There's Voidgate formulas if you want to okay. stop the parts before you leave the Voidgate. Yeah. If uh, if Coltarn wants to to do a quick jump over, um, yeah. If it's only going to be a couple days, um, stopping by there on the way just so that we can have the Dust Runner ready by the yeah. time we're exploring the ships, I think would be a good uh-huh. idea. Nope. Uh, you said it was how much? Uh, to finish repairing it, which is going to have it be still fairly shitty but workable, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be sixteen fifty. Okay. Till will deduct that from the party fund then. Um. Yeah, sixteen fifty just to get it running. That's with a poor call, poor quality engine, small tank, and fixed machine gun mounts. Okay. Um, I think I. The bare minimum upgrades for it. Hang on. Are going to be if we sell the fixed machine guns. That's 200 subtracting. So 250 plus 50 plus 75 plus 750 plus 750 minus 200. I don't know why I rolled that to the GM, but uh, another 1675 uh, to get it up to Coltarn's intended operating standards, but we, yeah, we, if we, we probably can't afford that much, so... Right, yeah, let's, right hold, let's hold off on that until we see what kind of scavenge we get as well, because we might be able to utilize yeah. some, some shit from salvage. Hmm. But... Ooh, what's surprise sneaking around doing? Oh, no, wait, that was the 15 from before. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was murder. Anyways, so yeah, yep. so... Um, I am gonna be Shawnee while we're traveling before we get to that point uh just preparing the preparing the dust runner for 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 finalizing repairs once we have the parts and then also just doing some tests on this god's blood that i've got to to sort of get an idea of what uses it might have and what other things you could do for it other than spawning a false hydra false hydra in a bottle go Roll me. What skills do you have? Um, t- thieves' tools, tinkers' tools, smiths' tools, brewer' supplies, technology, mechanism tools, uh, arcana, insight, investigation, In medicine, perception. Medicine. Roll me arcana. While experimenting, I will have enhance ability up just because it makes sense. Mm. Twenty-eight. So, the chief thing that you learn is that this this material is highly dangerous. Um, any living or organic material that it comes into contact with uh, has one of two reactions. Either it is completely overwhelmed by the divine energy and power within, and basically sublimates into its base components and is joined into the mass of the god's blood. That makes more god's blood. Uh, Or becomes as you're primarily sort of basing this on your understanding of how it interacts with other things, of how it interacted with the false hydra. 
or empowers and changes the organic material that it comes into contact with if it is able to sustain the divine essence inside this seems to be this seems to have a habit of making abominations okay I would also want to see what it does when it comes into contact with other planar energies like my void powers uh when you when you make contact with it with some of the some of the energies of Gnungagap, uh of your of your void abilities. Nope, we lost someone. Lost Craig. Yep. Yep. Craigathy was lost. Uh when you when you make contact, there's Craig. And Craigathy has returned. Hey. The Craig giveth and the Craig taketh away. <laughs> Everybody you... turned into a robot and then Zoom crashed. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> when you make contact with void energies upon upon this god's blood, they slide off like oil and water. The void energies that fucked up my Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. They seem to be, in fact, antithetical to each other. And as you try as you try and press them in with more force, they seem to damage each other. At that point, the the void energies and the and some of the god's blood that you had sectioned off sort of consume each other and then dissipate. It sort of burns it off. Making a note: theorizing Gnungagap-based weaponry to combat god's blood. may have found a weakness all right oh yeah that's what i'm doing largely just experimentation and repair work the ship takes off after having gotten supplies you have two days and some extra before you arrive at gilgamesh station is there anything that needs to happen between now and then until's gonna go visit uh pendle at some point but if other people have scenes to do before that Go right ahead. Hmm. I mean, you've got like three scenes to do, don't you? Technically. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, we need to gather everyone and have a meeting <laughs> before we get there. Um, This sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, no. Boy. Till we'll uh, knock on Kendall's door at some yes. point, probably on the first day. Hmm? Come in. Come in. He'll actually shut the door behind him, which he... I don't think has ever done before. Do you have time for some analysis and advice? Yeah, sure. All right. Wait, n- analysis and advice? Yes, I'm going to say some things and I need you to analyze them and give me advice. <laughs> okay. Um, Until we'll pretty much just lay it out uh, for, for Kendall the way he did for Mistel, um, in terms of haven't said anything before now, false Hydra fight definitely made right. me question some things. Um, obviously you and I have had some conversations about, uh, you know, these sort of situations as regards yourself uh-huh. and my decisions. So you are a decent source, I feel, to consider this sort of thing. And the difference being you're a fucking adult, and bees is bees. Hmm. Hmm. 
and you you get he'll communicate that he wants to know your general opinion and then also what is going to be the least harmful way to communicate this when it gets communi- when when eventual communication does need to happen i mean like look you're not wrong um I think I think I kind of agree I don't know I kind of see a lot of sides of it um cuz well kind of like you said I'm I, I've I've kind of been in kind of similar kind of kind of situations and I know I didn't appreciate it Um, but also like you said I mean I'm a legally adult at least Uh, I'm like if I just you know instead of telling that just ran off I'd be I'd be in the same spot as like everybody else and like I wouldn't I I wouldn't I would have been making my able to make my own decisions because that's what I'd be able to do he's not an adult and that's that that's different Mm -hmm. um as how to Break it. Bees only listens to certain people. Mm-hmm. So I think one of them would have to break or at least back you up. Cause like look, you're you're the leader. So really, you should be making the point, but I don't know how much you'll listen unless you've got a backup from one of the people that he really listens to. Which would be Mistel. Right now, yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't deal well with kids. I don't know if you've noticed that with how bees and I kind of get along. The, you, I know it's subtle. You you have definitely had your rocky patches. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I might not be the best person because like I would be uh, if I was in that situation where I had to tell him I'd try to talk to him like 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 a friend I don't know if that's going to work I think you kind of have to be a parent maybe no I mean you understand what I mean though 
Yeah, no, that was very much just a knee-jerk reaction. You said the word parent right. until immediately was like, nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> like, look at it. Okay, look at it this way. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jeremy. J Jeremy's need to fiddle with things. Um, you. What are the things that have worked most effectively with beans? Giving him what he wants immediately. <laughs> You're missing. I mean, but yes. No. Um. Yeah, but no. But like when we when we've had to tell him no on things, some people talk to him like like a parent, and having it come from a source that he's already inclined to. Mm-hmm assent with right so that's where it's gonna be kind of weird because you need to establish yourself as the parent authority authority but in B's case that's gonna be parent right mm -hmm. so you need to establish that sort of dynamic and it'll be it's not you're you're gonna have a harder time doing that if somebody else delivers that. But you need somebody oh, yes. else for him to listen. So for what I'm saying mm -hmm. is you need to say it. It needs to be backed up, and we need to understand Bees is not gonna listen for a long time. I wonder if I could dress up as a queen torch bee. <laughs> <laughs> That would only incentivize bees to kill you. No, no, shush. No, please. Please do that thing. Uh, don't, don't take this from me. That little aside was for Craig's benefit primarily. Um, like... Is Till wearing a queen torch me outfit going buzz 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you 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 need to deliver it, I think. I mean, this is how this is how I see like not my dad, like my mom deal with this stuff. Mm -hmm. You need to be the one. Somebody else is probably gonna have to back you up because like when mom would try to say things to like my step, my, my, my half siblings, there's always a lot of you're not my real, you know, that mm -hmm. thing. Right. And then somebody who that they do view as a I'm in a tank, you're not my dad. Yes. Dad absolutely. needs to come in and say, no, that's fine. And then we need to understand it's going to be tested a lot, mm -hmm. which means you are one, we, you will a hundred percent not obey multiple times that's a valid element that I had not previously considered like no matter how this is delivered B is going to continue to do stuff right until it's reinforced enough mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and unfortunately you can't ground him difficult to do when they're sort of a distributed <laughs> entity right. mm -hmm. So, and we're also mm. going to have to deal with all of that, that aspect of it too. 
For sure. Uh, pivoting slightly, what the fuck is up with Surprise? Why are they here? I mean... Is there a problem? Not necessarily. Just... Uh, are they here because they're your friend and are operating on a similar pattern? Are they here because we're trying to vet them and see if they want to join our adventuring company? Uh, are we... Kind of yes to okay. all of that. Like... All right. I just wanted to make sure I was operating on the Yeah, right... no. So we, 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 we ran across them. Um, right. and, and, and just wasn't sure if they were like particularly Xander's friend or no, no, Xander found them and it was, and then we met him and they're awesome. Okay. So now they're with us. All right. Well, mm. And in her mind, it's just that simple. Right, yeah. Clear sure, on the sure. face. I like you. You're coming with me. All right. You've been added to the collection. Correct. Right. Drunk girl in the bathroom. Da- social dynamics. Uh-huh. Like. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so it's always that way for for Kendall. Okay. okay. (laughs) Every social interaction Kendall has is based off of drunk girl in a bathroom dynamics. All right. Which is funny because that's true for surprise too. (laughs) Matches. Why they click? Well, at some point then, uh, yeah, Till's going to call a meeting for everybody but bees. You're not going to No, this is going to be the initial... Right, because we're going to have a discussion without bees first, and then a discussion with bees. Hmm? Clarification for everyone except for bees. Is that also including surprise? Yeah. Uh, that's actually a good point. Um, Who has known bees for all of a day. Surprise would not be specifically invited, no. Hmm? Also, but... how do you not include bees? Because okay, no, I got this. Right. Then okay. Mistel will go talk to Surprise. Be like, hey, I need you to distract bees. However you can possibly do that without bringing harm to you, bees, or the ship. Is there a small vehicle? No. Anywhere on the ship? No. Bees does have a tiny ship that Coltar oh, made for them. I forgot yeah. about that. Okay, yes. It's like a it's like a power wheels. Yes. Okay. I made I made bees the equivalent of like a Lego constructor like vehicle, basically. Right. <laughs> I I need you to bond with bees, keep them happy until I have to come get them. Okay? Got it. Thank you. Hey Jack, let's get weird. What <laughs> <laughs> surprise sees how small the ship that Mr. was talking about is. Uh, we're gonna go on a hunt for any kind of 
like an escape pod that can be piloted. <laughs> I will. I will also the point next, out the next largest vehicle would be the dust runner in the engineering bay. But that's not. I, I don't know if that's officially operable yeah, that's not, at this that's point. Not operable yet. yet. Yeah. Still a vehicle. Just wanted right. to put it out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I will also point out it is Lego sized. Essentially, in, in each compartment in the ship, there is a single torch bee. Right. <laughs> <Terrible>. <laughs> imagine imagine the serenity but scaled down so that or it could be run entirely right yeah by individual bees yep and they're all just sort of in a bee version of charlie day going spaceship <laughs> it is it is functional i will say like it is a little it's a functional little space storm. oh yeah so. no it can like fly around the interior of the the golden the gulesh yep those peas are the pilot bees but uh yeah no uh honestly the meeting will probably take place on the bridge <laughs> door closed right mm-hmm <laughs> So this is something that I wanted to bring up uh, to everybody. And I'll assume Jazeera and Shreel and Xander are here as well. Yep. With B's current level of mental maturity, I do not feel ethically justified in having them in combat circumstances. And given the nature of their being and the development of their psyche as it stands right now, while they sort of defy many traditional types of classification, they are effectively, when you put them in combat, that's child soldier from a pragmatic standpoint, at least as far as I can see it. That being the case, as the leader of the Dust Knights, I can't assent to that sort of employment. And my initial reaction would be to try and give them as good a childhood as you can, but not to put them in any sort of combat confrontations until they are demonstrably no longer a child. We'll take some resources, and while I still want to make sure that they're able to participate as much as possible, whether that's learning about Tom's work uh, or other things that are not combat hazard levels of deployment, That is my intent for bees as their role as part of the Dust Knights going forward until such a time as their development <clears throat> warrants a reevaluation. So as your leader, that's what I'm putting on the table right now. I would like to hear anybody's opinions on it should they have comments, questions, concerns, anything of that sort. I don't treat this as a decision to be made lightly. And I would like as much community support hmm. for Bees' safety and development as possible going forward. 
thoughts. Hmm. Coltar is initially quiet to see if the NPCs have something to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that's the way Coltar rolls. <laughs> Thinks and then talks. Uh, Strita sort of shrugs her shoulders and goes, I find that development is something that happens in many different ways. Um, in many ways, I would be considered a child in all forms but combat, as combat was my raising. Uh, I have little in the way of social experience or true academic knowledge. I only have what I was taught in a temple devoted to deadlock for the years of my youth. I would argue that I am a soldier who, in other situations, might be considered a child. I don't think you can even begin to take me off the battlefield. Understandable. Does Jazir or Xander seem to have anything to say either? Jazir <laughs> and Xander are just sort of like waiting. All right. Bees was, um, not, Bees was not raised on a battlefield or in combat. Well, except effectively he was. Goldarn says, interjecting. Bees is a colony of torch bees that have known violence and chaos fundamentally as their me- primary method of survival for the entire history of the colony's life. I challenge the idea that they would be considered a child soldier on the fundamental basis that you're applying definitions that apply to some that can be applied to some species but cannot be applied to others. How many generations of torch bees have lived and died just while the suit has been moving around? And I then think- it's a definition that changes from culture to culture to species to species. Trying to apply it uh, broadly across the board seems inefficient. Just as an example, when I'm 20 years old, I was raised by dwarves. If they used their definitions of what a child was, I would still be being reared, as it were. If you catch my drift. I think Till is talking more in in a mental capacity for bees. The emotional Certainly. Yeah. There's a lack there's a certain lack of what would be considered mental and emotional maturity from any other sapient species, or most other sapient species, but bees is not most other sapient species. They are a colony of torch bees. I would feel... He pauses for a second. Applying the definition as you have presented it to bees is fundamentally stripping them of their identity and personhood and rendering their experiences as a colony invalid by your personal experiences and definition. You're not actually taking into account that they are a colony of torch bees. You're treating them like they're a 
an orc, an elf, a human, when they're not. There's a fundamental difference there, including how they might learn. How would you educate a colony of torchbees when one generation will die before the next one comes into your process? You're going to re-educate them every few days, every week. How long would their agency be removed? But when would you define them as being mature? They've objectively learned stuff. They have. Without having to teach it to them every few days. So Absolutely. They're capable and of there are that. other things that they never learn. Well, you can't say that they'll never learn it. We don't know that for sure yet. Bees is a unique <laughs> exactly. entity. I will not I will not argue that at all. I would not be object I would not object to insisting on some level of societal education. If you're going to be a part of a society, learning about the society and how to interface with it is an important aspect. But removing them from the ability to defend themselves or to assist us in combat or anything of the like simply because they don't fit your criteria of not a child soldier when they've been fighting for survival their entire existence seems odd to me much like you would not remove Stratus agency or mine valid points Absolutely. The difference or distinction as I would see it is that by their own report and admission, Bees has been sapient, for lack of a better word, for a very short time. And based on their memory and recounting of past... They functioned on the level of an animal intelligence and were genuinely a naturally occurring animal species. But the acquisition of the sapiens functioned, from a practical standpoint, as a birth of sorts for the mind that inhabits that armor and hive. Certainly. That mind is, by the last months or so of observation, persistent. Like was said, it doesn't seem to, by any outside perspective, and any decision that is made here, by the way, is subject to further information coming out that would inform things in the future. I don't want anybody to think that we're making a unilateral choice here and that's the way it's just going to be no matter what happens but as an individual with sapience we are all I believe naturally capable of recognizing the level of sapience in something that is able to communicate with us like Bees is able to okay. and Given their reactions to things, they are very much a new and developing mind. If you were, for instance, to discover a new planet with a new species 
free space faring. They would have many of the same reactions that bees has to spacefaring cultures. Would you infantilize the entire species, the entire planet, and not let them leave their room until they had done all their homework? That metaphor implies that there's a. I'm sorry, Mister. Go ahead. I'm gonna strongly disagree with that metaphor because that was my planet, like when I was a small child before I was taken. Also, it's like it's different because Bees is choosing to come and be part of a bigger world. Like, it's not just one society. And a society has an infrastructure yes, and a support system. Bees is, Bees has no home society. There aren't other beeses around with who have learned through trial and error yes there are absolutely cultures where the young are exposed to violence via combat hunting whatever it is and those cultures have managed to come up with systems to make sure that development is handled hopefully safely Otherwise, you have a number of traumatized adults in every generation. We don't have any of that access with bees. And while you may disagree with me philosophically, I simply can't. I have thought about this in as many ways as I possibly can. And this is a risk that I am unwilling to take while in a leadership position here. That's I, really what it boils down to for me. I don't disagree with the idea right. of social education i don't disagree with the idea of educating bees with the world around them that they are entering with and interacting with what i disagree with is removing their agency from participating in dangerous situations that they've been participating in this whole time because it makes you feel better that is more about your personal stances than about their agency and their well-being bees unfortunately does not possess the knowledge to be able to adequately communicate or likely even analyze whether what they are engaging in is healthy for their psyche the main reason most societies shelter their young from the more extreme elements of violence is because the mind is not prepared or sophisticated or resilient enough to deal with the trauma inherent in a violent situation. Certainly. Peril and fear and that sort of thing. We have already seen bees react negatively to those sort of things. We're just doing the best with what we have. Oh, certainly. As the as one of the people who's been on the receiving receiving end of those particular reactions, I understand. <laughs> that is that is true. But it is also not for us because none of us are experts in the field to make those decisions for them. Then who would be making those decisions for them? I honestly don't know. 
I, we're what we're who's is, here right now. So if this is the decision has to be made by us because there's no frankly, one else to make. Quite it frankly, from. it sounds like I'm outvoted in the first place. I'm simply voicing my disagreement because right. it's not going to largely affect the outcome. It doesn't feel, but I would suggest. That couching it less as a you are a child, let go of those weapons, and more of it that you let go of those weapons that you form with your own colony. Your own body, right. Mm. And more you very clearly need to have some education on how the society around you works. We would like to provide that to you rather than your grounded. Absolutely. Well, and that is I apologize if I didn't properly communicate the sort of emotional impetus behind this. That is my main concern here, is B's health and well-being. Not that they listen to my particular philosophy on what when one is prepared enough to encounter violence, but that they are given the opportunity to develop as much as possible in a safe environment before being exposed to potentially unnecessary stresses and learning how to compensate for things in those environments. And at the end of the day, I still want, as much as Bees is interested in being, Bees to be involved in what we do here. There are ways that Bees can contribute to the Dust Knights that don't rely on them putting themselves in harm's way and inflicting violence on violent things and i feel that that would be a safer decision i'm not necessarily saying i'm the this is the only right or moral decision aside from my own personal grasp of my own ethics but that this is the less risky and probably healthier option for bees development hmm? There's a lot going on with this. I'm sure you understand that that's... There's it's a number a, of complicated It's questions. a complicated subject, yes. Explaining it to bees is going to be a nightmare. Yes. Well, my plan is hopefully if everyone being made aware, bees obviously would be the next person to... I mean, unless you just got... Unless everyone has decided... You're absolutely shitting ideas out your cloaca, and you shouldn't be in charge anymore, which I absolutely would not fault you all for arriving at that conclusion. Is this you trying to get out of being a leader? I'm simply saying that when one is a leader, it really helps if they have the trust of the people that they're trying to lead as they're in that position, rather than imposing that on people who would really rather be following somebody different. <laughs> and yes, maybe a little. <laughs> Alright. Does anybody have anything else before we go try and convince our youngest member that they'd be better off behind a comms station at least for the time being. Hmm. Do you have any idea on the hows of this educational program? 
Yeah, I don't like just sticking them behind a comm station. They no. need to be able to go and do things and contribute because they're not going to agree to that. As far as that goes, I think that the assignments of those of us that have things that we can teach to bees should devote at least a couple hours per cycle to trying to do so if they're interested. Things like equipment maintenance, mechanical repairs, navigation. Uh, bees love stars and light and things like that. We we have a, if, any number of stellar cartography duties Manager. by all means. Uh, all right. Make, <laughs> if I make, might make a suggestion, I am currently Please. creating a helmet for bees that will allow their suit to function more like a protective environment suit. Uh, I could install Tollbar in there as an educational and entertainment suite that would allow them to access a variety of media at their whim that might help educate them further in a way that allows them to travel with us and be experiencing the process at the same time so that they don't have to be left on the ship. Potentially. I like that idea. That's not a bad idea. Uh, you I got presume... games on your tow bar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the patrol's enabled on the tow bar. I was going to say, yeah, right, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that would be Till's only concern is can will they be advertised to through kids' YouTube and will they be able to make purchases on the internet? No um, and no. Coltarn, Coltarn is mid-battle and just immediately, like, Coltarn's visual, like, input is taken up by a pop-up screen that is like, Bees has requested additional time. <laughs> Bees has requested, Bees has requested uh, to download uh, Raid Shadow Legends. On <laughs> Decline. All right, now we have to take it away. Wait, okay, I got your toll bar Raid! <laughs> since i am an insect uh and uh yes no all of that sounds fantastic uh and any sort of basic societal uh ed- primary educational suite I'm, I'm so excited. Especially as far as galactic society and everything is concerned. Get them bees a tutor. Mm. I'm so excited for bees to learn about the galaxy through a dwarf. Right? <laughs> a week later, bees is talking with a heavy Scottish brogue. Exclusively. You don't know how they're doing it, but they are. <laughs> in, any, in any event on that, Xander says, speaking up, I've seen your progress in that helmet. It's going to take some more time. I don't think we're going to be pulling that off in the time that we're dealing with this ghost ship. They may, at the very least, need to hang back for a bit on this mission. They're very perceptive when they want to be. Do you mind uh, having them run co-pilot with you on scanners while we're... Yeah, I can stay here and have them work scanning machine with me and All like, right. run some detail work. Excellent. You're so useful. Uh, on that note as well, I think Surprise is probably going to want to come and poke around at ghost ships. Uh-huh. I'm going to talk to... I'd never got Surprise's pronouns. How to... Uh, she, they, Xander says. 
Thank you. All right. Uh, but yeah, see if she wants to uh, come with us on the ghost ship. And if they're interested, we can treat it as sort of a tryouts run if they seem inclined to jo- try and join the Dust Knights themselves. We're supposedly going to invade a demon dimension. I wouldn't mind another couple bodies. Hmm. What do the rest of you think? Mm. I would suggest not putting it quite like that. You really need to work on your recruitment poster talk. All right. Noted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it sound like we, we need them. We want them here. Then feel free to go tell them that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. All I right. I think it be anyway. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to my pontifications over this whole thing and I look forward to what we can scavenge off this derelict fleet. Mm. Why did I think you were going to say TED Talk? I was trying to figure out how to make a bird pun out of TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. Now, should I... TED Squawk? Should I bring Beast yes. back in Thank, here? Thank you for coming to my TED Squawk. Yes. Let's, uh... Okay. Let's let them know. Bees, what have you most wanted to be enabled to to do on this ship because surprise is nothing if not an enabler um boy, I come back talk. go on uh go on salvage operations on ghost ships no. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, pilot uh pilot pilot anything really bees is very very focused in on piloting either the ship or the dust runner or the or the hover truck that they've got Literally anything. Beast just wants to drive something other than their tiny spaceship. They are driving it around going like, I'm a bee, I'm a bee. <laughs> we're, um, we're definitely fussing with the dust runner. When, yes. Yeah. Bees is down there. Bees is down there like. Um, and then and then Coltarn, Coltarn comes in and does this. And then sometimes when it doesn't work, Coltarn does this. And bees will attempt to imitate like dwarven swearing, assuming Coltarn swears in dwarven. Uh, Coltarn swears in both dwarven and orcish. Because that's the kind of chaos energy that fixes things, right? Listen, yeah. Uh, So an an eleven on a tech check while bees is trying to demonstrate how to fix the dust runner. So. (laughs) Up to you, Sean. How that works out. <laughs> you, 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 you've largely, you've largely emulated more of the frustration responses that Coltarn has when repairs are going poorly, which is swearing in Orcish and/or Dwarven and kicking the thing. <laughs> so, so that yeah, so the bees are sort of buzzing I around. I really want to know because Coltarn wears like an, a powered exosuit most of the time, so he can kick things a lot harder than than most people can. I really want to know what happens when Surprise kicks the the <laughs> the top oh, Surprise foot squishes. Yeah, it's made of cloth. It goes. <laughs> it goes... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a teddy bear kicking a car. <laughs> does, it make like a, does it make like a squeaking noise? I can't <laughs> imagine anything else now. <laughs> Just a five-foot teddy bear kicking a car. Yeah. Uh, bees? Oh, hey! Hi. Uh, hey, Mr. We 
meaning the rest of us, we all need to talk to you. Um, I would like to make an inside check at that point. <laughs> yeah, Miss still doesn't know how oh, to approach this. Negative one. Bees, bees <laughs> I mean, I mean a natural one, so a total of six. Bees I would also like, like to make oh, an insight check. Oh, did, did you all decide I get to we get to drive? Um, no. Yay! No, bees said no. What? So I with see. a twenty, with a twenty-three surprise, you have you've heard like serious, important conversations happen around you before. It's always kind of awkward for you to be around them. But you have the feeling that that's one of the things that's coming up. Oh, and surprise, I need Yeah, to... but I'm stuck on their ship, so I want to see what their series important conversations are. Yep. Because I, I can't leave. There's no escape pods on this. Yep. <laughs> so I'm just going to lift my hand under this, the little, the mini spaceship to encourage it to land so that I can insinuate myself into this conversation right here. Uh, Bees, can you go ahead just for a second? I want to talk to Surprise real quickly, and then oh. we'll be right there. Okay? Oh, no, we're crashing. Bees will slam the spaceship down into Surprise's head. <laughs> Surprise looks flabbergasted, <laughs> but not upset. Does bees go ahead and and, and leave? Yeah. yeah. Bees sort of waits a little bit. And it, how is Mistel looking at bees? Oh, like a child would look at a puppy that she had to rehome. May I make another inside check? Is this different <laughs> enough? Ah, <laughs> uh, say sure. All right, nineteen that time. I feel like this is something serious and important, bees. You are a puppy. No. Um, yeah, Mistel is like she's not sad, Mistel, which you're used to when you're looking for her family, but she's not happy, Mistel. Oh. What blew she's up? Serious Mistel. Nothing, bees. But okay. please, if you just go to where the Why? others are. Why? Because we all need to have a talk. Okay. Why? Why? Um, we will explain everything in there. Okay. Okay. Explain. Explain. Okay. But we're all going, right? We are. I just. I really just need a quick minute with surprise. That's it. Okay. Okay. We can wait. No. 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 Um. I would rather you just go in there first. This will only take a second. Okay. Please. Is it about us. No, this is not about you. Is it interesting? Mm, probably not to you. Okay, these leaves. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, surprise. Yeah. Would um yeah stuff is gonna happen really soon, but we'll deal with that in a minute. Um, would you like to join us going forward on our missions and be helpful? And y'all are starting like, to sound really desperate. This is like the third time you've asked. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, first it was Coltarn, and then it was that bird guy, and now it's you. Oh, and I, like, I, he's flattered. the one that told I'm me flattered. to come. I didn't know he sent you, or he told you. Well, he asked if I was joining. 
Oh. Well, Mistel's Mist- was- like, in my defense, I was out of my gourd <laughs> on Inbar and Honey last week. <laughs> um, well, okay. I, I was supposed to do it in a very, like, cordial way and everything. So if they ask, can you just say that I was very, like, welcoming? Oh, absolutely. Really, You're always okay. very welcoming. Okay, I can awesome. stop from looking at you. You're delightful. Oh, thank you. Okay, now we have to go deal with some really serious stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just bring a surprise along. Got it. Okay. It's talking surprise, surprise with her. going to wait. You're one of us now. Come on. Yep. No, legit. Okay. Surprise comes. Surprise so I am going to ask the players because it is technically 11 minutes past our usual end time. Do we want to have this conversation now or save it for next week? Save it for next week. Save it for next week. That's what I was thinking. This Top of the morning next week. Yeah. <laughs> say, three hours later. Yeah. So we will pick up with that conversation next time. I'm sorry. You're asking You're asking the only child if he wants to wait and have and have an entire session potentially devoted to conversation about his character. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> so, so we'll pick that up next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Goodbye.